You are listening to the JWI Just Winging It podcast. My name is Lori. My name is Greg. And welcome to our next episode. So we filmed, well, we recorded the pilot two weeks ago. Yeah, just about. Um, And it's officially been approved on Apple Podcasts. So we're officially here and starting. Um, so during the pilot, we were talking about what, just keto and our very mixed feelings about it. Yeah, we were talking about, we rated it on a scale of one to 10 and we kind of were discussing its longevity. And how we suck at it. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Um, I would say that since then we've tried to tighten up a bit. And I'm trying to implement a few things. I think, okay, so the week after, not so much. But like this week, we did a better job. The, no, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. The week, the week after, not so much. The week after that, yes, we did do a better job. I think the week of the podcast, is that the week we were on a binger? That was the week we were on a binger. Man, we ordered pizza like, we ordered pizza. Don't say that. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> We're it's too in, late. It's too late now. Dang. We're at pizza in the afternoon before the pizza shop closed, and then we ordered it <laughs> first thing in the morning. Like we had to have been their last order and their first order. It wasn't. It wasn't first thing in the morning. It for wasn't, them. For them. It was first when they opened. Yeah. So they opened at twelve. I ordered at twelve on one. <laughs> yeah. I was disrespectful. This is a very sad, sad time for us. And I think it opened our eyes a little bit to, you know, what we were doing. <laughs> Destroying our bodies a little bit. But it was good pizza. Very good pizza. I think that week of binging kind of pushed us to, to start working out, though. We were... Yeah. Because we felt super guilty. I felt gross. Yeah, I felt super guilty. And, like, needless to say, because of quarantine, like, people are eating a little bit more. People are drinking a little bit more. Um, I think, what, alcohol, alcohol sales are very high right now, and we are we are definitely helping that. So. Is there a stock market for alcohol? I need to buy some alcohol stock. Do what you gotta do, fam. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about that, but if you are going to be the person to lead this household into buying stocks, then I support you, King. You do that. (laughs) Doesn't sound like you have much confidence in that. I have confidence (laughs) in whatever you have confidence in. I'm throwing our whole savings into alcohol stocks. You can take your half of the savings (laughs) to do that. (laughs) that's crazy it was just a thought aside from all that we really cleaned up our eating in the in the past couple of days um after going on such a run of of junk food we we've been we've been pretty good the past couple of days yeah i i do think that it the that little binger was just a mixture of things because we were doing well the week before we were doing really well the week before but i think i don't know i think just the week got a hold of us and we were just like whatever food's not going to be something to think about but i do think that we did clean up our act 
Um, and we implemented some some more workouts throughout our day, like short workouts. Um, and started eating a little bit cleaner. We bought some like grass-fed foods, and we started um, doing like wellness shots in the morning after our workouts before work. Yeah, the, the morning workouts actually took me by surprise by, like, day three. Like, Why? 20 minutes a day of, like, a workout, I would never have expected to, like, kill me after a while. Mm-hmm. But, like, day three of doing it, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel, you know, the things. I was dying from day <laughs> one. <laughs> Like, I, I always say that I'm in good shape, I'm in good shape, but, like, I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, you can you can be as as slim as nails, but that doesn't mean that you're in good cardio shape. As slim as nails. Yeah. Like, you can be stick figure, skinny, you can be a model, it doesn't matter. Like, when the test is when it's time to run a mile, like, can you do it? I can tell you right now, nope, <laughs> not I. Me either. You can't run it. We were running before. Not straight. All right. So the best I did on my own was I ran a mile. I did it in like 10 minutes, but like I was laying on the floor dying after. So like the morning workouts, 6.30 a.m., you know, they feel good. And taking that cleanse shot after is like really started to clean me up Mm -hmm. like I want to say by the third day too. Yeah. Because I, so I explained this in the pilot when I was talking about how bad um, my monthly cycles normally are and how keto has helped with that. But I think when we weren't eating um, very well, it, it kind of, it kind of caught me by surprise during that time where I was starting to feel some of those pains. I ended up having to stay home from work because of it um but i think uh towards like midday after taking the wellness shot and of course after getting back to the keto diet and eating and um counting calories and our macros the way that we should have i think that it kind of remedied itself i think the wellness shot yeah how did how did it taste to you well, so when so the the shot I'm is something that I made, um, so it has like ginger, turmeric powder, um, lemon, garlic, black pepper, like all the good stuff. And when I first made it, I didn't strain it because I was feeling lazy. And so I was looking at it, I was like, oh, like yeah, like there's some garlic hair things, well, pulp in it, and that's fine. I can deal with it. And we took that shot, and I spit it right back into the shot glass. It tasted like... College. It tasted like drinking hair. No. You drink hair in college? No, no, no. It tasted Not like, my hair. <laughs> it tasted like, in, in college, you know, like, people always give you some kind of concoction that they made. With hair? Like, not that, but just the, the kickback of that shot, like... Just all of the things that I was feeling, the face I made, it was like, uh... I didn't get no kickback because I was too busy choking because it was just so pulpy and, like, the... Just the... 
it's like sandy hair. So I just, I spit it back up and he, you actually drank all of it, including yeah. the pulp, which you know what? You're, you're a very strong man for that. I spit it back up and then I just strained the rest of it. And then I took it. Yeah. My bad <laughs> for not <laughs> for doing that to you, but I could not handle it. I was not going to take it again <laughs> if I did not see you show the ability that you could strain that out. Because I was like, this is this is not something I can. But do. you know, it's not the first time I've done the shot. Like I in the past, I used to do this detox a lot, and. I always strained it. It was just this time around, I was like, nah, I don't feel like it. And the second that happened, I was like, oh, child, that's, what's happen- that's what happens when you're lazy. <laughs> so I strained it. And then it just got a little bit easier. Day two, it actually tasted good to me. Uh, I think that it took the last day, which was today, for it to not, like be as bad but i i do i do think that after straining it it was a lot better i do i did start to feel cleansed very quickly um yeah because day one hurt day one i had i think i had a headache afterwards and then like you can feel like you can kind of feel it go down because of um just the spiciness of the garlic and the cayenne pepper i do think that I felt a little bit lighter. So like in addition to working out in the morning and tracking our calories and making sure we're hitting our macros um, for keto, like how we should, I do feel a lot different. And then not not drinking any alcohol. Cause like I said before, I do, I do feel like we probably have been drinking a little bit more often than we normally would. And so that added to a lot of sluggish, sluggishness. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like myself. I feel less bloated. I was super bloated at first. Um, and I think I had checked my weight and I probably clocked in like five pounds heavier than when I started in, um, maybe March. So right now I think I checked my weight again and I'm, I'm pretty much close to my baseline weight, which is very good. You didn't check your weight, did you? I did. You did? Mm-hmm. You didn't tell me. It was the same number. Oh, dang. Well, maybe it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was overdoing it. It was, it was like dead center, the, the same number. But I, I do feel... Um, I feel like I have way more energy. Yeah. And like a, a week and a half time of like waking up, working out, cleansing... Um, sticking to a diet, mm-hmm. I feel like I have way more energy. Like we worked out this morning, and I'm thinking about working out this afternoon. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna be doing that by yourself because <laughs> I'm content. I'm not <laughs> do it, but like the other day I was at the office and like the gym is closed at the office. But mm-hmm. I've always been, I've always wondered like how we have an hour break. How are people running downstairs? Going to the gym, working out, showering, and then running back upstairs. There are showers in there too. Yeah, I was gonna say people just going downstairs on their break to go run in the gym. They go back to their desk and just act like they don't smell. I mean, some of them do that. Some of them. Uh-huh. Some, <laughs> some of them like. Stop up. Some of them like shower. 
some of them shower and then like you know when people don't dry themselves off so like oh my yeah. god the smell just went in my nose yeah. I so, could smell like, it. You know, like everyone's getting back from lunch at the same time. You're on this elevator, and this person is like not dry after oh, working no. out. Like, it can be kind of annoying, and I've always wondered, like, how do people manage to do that? Being how do you sit comfortably, right? Being home and working out in 20 minutes, mm-hmm. I can see how it's done. I know that's not what they're doing down there. No. But I can I can see how it's done, and I was considering I would be able to do this. I won't because I would not want to work after. Mm-hmm. But like I would be able to do more than one workout a day, especially if we're only like devoting twenty minutes to it. It doesn't it doesn't appear to be a big deal to me to actually uh, work out every day. Yeah, I will say, and I do I do kind of agree with you because when I went to work. Um, Excuse me, I would, like, during my lunch break, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go for a walk instead of just, like, sitting, instead of sitting in my office. Um, But I didn't do that, and I'm not going to lie to you, there was one day I could have done it, but then I was like, I'm not trying to walk by myself. But then, (laughs) the other days, uh, it got really busy, and so I ended up having to have a working lunch. So that didn't end up happening. But I did go outside one day, but I was on the phone the whole time. In your defense, you walk a lot naturally at work. Yeah. Like, before, or no, 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 in winter, from, like, you know how my car is usually parked right in front of the door? Actually, it's the same thing here. Yeah. My car is parked as close to the door as possible. There are some days where I can literally clock in. Mm-hmm. under 0.5 miles for the day oh wow yeah like mm-hmm. from my room to the car to the office to my desk to the car to the to my house uh-huh. under 0.5 miles for the day mm-hmm. so like that's crazy thank you for acknowledging that i move around a lot because I swear, when I go to work, people are just like, oh, the social workers, they don't do anything. They just think that we're just sitting at our desk just waiting for them to to need us. And no, we are moving. We are moving a lot. Thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Yeah. I, 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 firsthand, I see all the work that you do. I always big you, you up. You don't necessarily you see that. me firsthand. Though. No, You're no, not no. Like, like, like I, <laughs> right. Not first. Third hand, I see what you're doing. But... Um, really enjoying the cleanse. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to make another batch. We do have to make another batch. I'm actually interested in doing it another week just to see. Um, I I wouldn't. I don't think it would be a bad idea to just like implement it, like daily as just an additional way to get nutrients. Um, of course, like turmeric and ginger have a lot of like anti-inflammatory. Um, properties that are really helpful. Um, so I honestly would like to see it implemented every day. I'll probably play around with some of the flavors though, but I don't, I don't know if it's something that's necessarily supposed to taste like lemonade and iced tea. Like you're just drinking it for yeah, it's a wellness shot. Yeah. So I I definitely do think that we can we can make some more of that as soon as I go to the store and get some more. 
things because we do not have any ginger. <laughs> you just reminded me of the turmeric and um, garlic in the anti-inflammatory, and that has been noticeably a big deal for mm-hmm. me because for a long time I've been prolonging going to the orthopedics to Dude. have to have my knee checked out because mm-hmm. every time I played soccer. You know, a mild swelling on Monday, at the end of the day, Monday. And then Tuesday, when I'm invited to play wherever, swelling again two days in a row. And then Wednesday, I would always try to, like, work out again and do, like, leg day after two days of burning. Mm-hmm. And I could never do it because my knee was, like, two, two times the size of the other one. And mm-hmm. I think the anti-inflammatory from the wellness shot has enabled, like, my my body my joints to recover mm-hmm. because i've like you can take all the protein in the world to recover from soreness mm-hmm. but like that's not something that ever really bothers me that much mm-hmm. like i kind of like feeling sore i kind of like feeling like i i did something that mm-hmm. was proactive but the joint pain is ridiculous you do often complain about joint pain, and you stretch a lot. I stretch because of it. I stretch a lot because of it. Like, but the anti-inflammatory properties in the wellness shot has mm-hmm. helped me to like recover way better than any protein that I've taken, and I've taken a lot of different proteins. Um, I've taken uh, what? Is, yeah, I've taken like. Like plant based, I've taken whey isolates. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one that we have on the ground there? I think it's a whey isolate. Yeah, but I think that one's like a meat one. Oh yeah, it's like a meat protein. Yeah, like I've, it's really good. I've never <laughs> had that one before, but that one, yeah, that one is good. But like these things, you can take them. I've taken them. I see how it feels. I've taken without it. I see how it feels. The wellness shot has mm-hmm. by far been the most. Uh, beneficial thing i've taken while working out the ginger the ginger was really good i think the ginger portion of this was very helpful i think all of the ingredients like of course have their their benefits the ingredients in the wellness shot that we've been taking promote good gut health and so i forget which ingredients they are exactly i'm pretty sure it's um the ginger is a part of it but also the garlic and the cayenne pepper but i need to double check on that but a lot of the ingredients now do promote good gut health and so i think that's why we've been able to just fully cleanse out all of that that pizza and all that other junk food that we've been eating definitely had pizza uh, not pizza ice cream i don't regret that daddy's dairy is delicious um, but yeah, I, I honestly do want to continue the wellness shot. I do want to continue to... How is counting calories for you, actually? Because you mentioned that in the pilot, that you don't like doing that. So what was that like for you? It actually it actually sucks as much as it did before. Yeah, I hate counting calories. Like it's not any easier. It's, uh-huh. it's literally the thing that I hate the most about dieting. Mm-hmm. Like... We had this conversation actually maybe yesterday mm-hmm. where I was like, like any diet created should work 
as long as there's one principle rule in it mm-hmm. that is followed, mm-hmm. and that's a caloric deficit. From whatever you were doing before, if your calories are down from whatever you were doing before, you should, in theory, lose weight. Will you be the healthiest person on this diet was opposed to this diet? You know, that's going to make the difference. But if there's a caloric deficit, in theory, you should be losing weight. Mm-hmm. Counting calories, measuring macros, or whatever the scientific term is for whatever is going on, sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't either. It's not even like, it's not even like the, oh, okay, record that I had three eggs and record that I had two strips of bacon. That's not the problem. Because I can easily record that I had six eggs and I can record that I had nine strips of bacon. Mm -hmm. The problem is, how many strips of bacon were you supposed to have? You know what? Honestly, this is my this is the issue that I feel like you have though. You just want to eat. Doesn't everybody? I get it, <laughs> but like you don't want to count it because you don't want anything taken away. I just like if I like. I've watched you try to eat four strips of bacon. <laughs> that does not sound like a problem until you look at the back and you see like the serving size and it's like oh. But like this this is the thing that you like that needs to be understood. Like when you're doing a keto diet specifically, it's important that you count your macros because if you're not counting your macros, you can very easily go over your fat in which you would just get fat. There's a certain amount of fat that you need to eat so that you are producing ketones so that you are burning the fat. You can still just get fat on keto. And so if you are continuously just like ingesting food, you're going to get fat. No, like, no you're 100% right. And I'm, I'm agreeing with you. And I'm saying that like, that is like my only <laughs> issue. You can follow the keto diet. You can be pesco. What, what's the term? Pescatarian? Pescatarian. You can be paleo. You can, I would get it, man. <laughs> right. If, you're, if your calories are in a deficit, it's going to work fine. Who likes to count calories? They did not have to make it this hard. But that that is under... Like, that's assuming that people want to lose weight. Like, you're not always going to be in a calorie deficit. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Or you're talking about people who want to lose weight. Yes. I mean... What are you trying to do? What are your goals? I'm honestly just trying to feel as healthy as possible. And I feel like... I'm a little bit too heavy. I feel like I'm carrying around a little more weight than than like I can hold naturally. Seriously? Yeah, I was I was like 189. When? I'm 5'9", like like You said you're 189 now? No, like 2 months ago. Yeah, but that's not how much you weigh now. No, no, no. no. I feel like you're if if your weight is what I last saw, then that's like your baseline. You've been like no, that since yeah. like college. So how do you feel like you're holding extra weight? I'm talking about where I was still. Like at, at 189. I felt like I was just carrying on way too much weight. Okay. Like I felt like, I feel like you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. You feel like you're moving and like... You're... I feel like that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dragging myself. It, it's, it's, it's cool. I just... Mm. I just hate counting the calories, and yeah. I I understand that's the whole point, and I understand that's why people like purchase things pre-made or made by someone else because who wants to count calories when you can just get a lunchables with everything 
that mm-hmm. ham and cheese and crackers lunchables right you can get a lunchables with everything like nice measured out for you like that's what these adult plans are at the at this point oh my gosh yeah, you want to get a. You f- might be onto something. You want to get a fancy lunchables? They drop it off at your door. But <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's actually you're onto something. But honestly, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that like how. I guess this is just ending it on like a, a more like a lighter note. We don't necessarily have to worry too much about how we look because I feel like we look great. It's just a matter of feeling okay, and I think us implementing. The calorie counting is probably going to die down as soon as we get used to what our food looks like. I personally do not like counting calories either. I find it tedious. I never remember it. And sometimes I add more calories. Sometimes I add, like, I don't add enough calories. So I do do find it a little annoying. But I do feel like if we continue... we won't we won't have to do it like that anymore and just going back to like our previous conversation i don't know how long keto is going to be right now i just really want to feel healthy i want to feel good in my body i want to feel like myself since quarantine um and just not being able to do the things that i usually do i don't necessarily feel like myself in my body so i think doing this was a really good reset like i feel I feel good, um, and so I think I'm I'm happy that we're planning on continuing it. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to give you guys some more updates on how um, the wellness shots and um, how working out is going for us. I'm sure we're gonna go from 20 minutes to more stuff in the near future. Um, so yeah, yeah, it definitely be a definitely be something that we're gonna talk about again. It's it's fun so far. Hopefully, it's the same next week. It will. Well, we're doing great. We are going to take a short break. If you want to sponsor this episode or the next one, your ad would be inserted here. And we're back. I hope the uh, the ad plug enticed you guys to do something friendly. Uh, we want to talk about the latest in Karen news. Recent- <laughs> <laughs> Recently, uh, we've all heard the story by now, but um, Chris Cooper was in the park. 8 a.m. trying to watch some birds. Um, Such a wholesome thing. Really? Just, just, want, just want to watch some birds. You will not find me in a park at 8 a.m. watching birds. I might see a bird and be like, don't doodle on me. Right. But I, I'm not going to go watch them because them I chose stuff to. Stuff like that. Like, what a wholesome man. Right. <laughs> Couldn't do no wrong. Like, Absolutely. You watching birds, you clearly just like light up the world everywhere you go. I have nothing it, bad to say. Nothing at all. <sighs> And then Karen came along. Oh no! Along came Karen. <laughs> That's what we should we should do a segment called "Along Came Karen." That's giving too much attention to the Karens. <laughs> I will never, <laughs> never. But you know, she um, accused this man of um, being a threat to her. Called the police inappropriately, and you know, she lost her job for it. The internet hates her for it. I want to know what are your thoughts on this, though. So I'm just going to say this beforehand. With everything going on, I have been on 10. So a, a cuss word or an N word might like slip out here and there. So I'm just going to give y'all a warning. Um, when, I, when I saw this, I 
was naturally very annoyed um, because this is this is the reaction that that white people have when they're being read by someone like the initial reaction well not all white people let me not say that but like for someone who cannot get it together like this is their initial reaction when they're being read by someone like to immediately just like get defensive like he read the shit out of her See, swear number one, I'm sorry. <laughs> but he read her and was like, you need to put your dog on a leash. The park like, rules. The park rules. And so in him just trying to enforce the rule, she got defensive. And I don't know if you noticed, I thought that the dog bit her in her trying to like hold him. Like, it's crazy to me that you're, hold like, you're holding the dog because you know that he's right. Yeah. And yet, at the same breath, you are calling the police and you are purposely saying, like, an African-American male is threatening me. And in and, and learning later on, like, who he is, so, like, I think, I think I read that he was, like, a Harvard graduate. Harvard graduate. This man's bird-watching. Like... Which says everything about his character. And you, you listen to him speak in, like, his interviews, and he's so well-spoken. And it's just, like, literally none of that matters. It does not matter that he went to Harvard. It does not matter that he watches birds. He can be helping um, old ladies cross the street every day. He can be like running a philanthropy. Like it doesn't matter. What mattered to her in that moment was that a black male approached her and told her that she was wrong for something. And I, I was heated over this for a million reasons, but like I see this. I see the response of people or white people in my personal life who like they get read by a black person or uh, like any other person of color and they initially like they get defensive like it's about them and their feelings all of it like no you're wrong be okay with being wrong like you're part of the problem here so yeah Karen she got fired and I think the dog bit her I hope the dog bit her <laughs> I do think the dog bit her because I want to believe that the dog didn't want to be there the dog was like, girl, I just want my treat. Like, yeah, the send dog, me the home. The dog was like, I don't like you as an owner. Like, <laughs> let me go. This is why I never want to be on a leash because you're crazy and I want to get away from you. But like, think about it from that standpoint. Like, a dog bit you and you don't think it needs to be on a leash? I don't think the dog actually better, to be honest. Listen, the way that dog was jumping he around, was going I, crazy. like He you, was choking. You, you should put that... Well, she doesn't know how to handle her dog. Like, the dog where's was Peter? choking. Like, you I'm know on, what? I'm where is Peter? I want more problems for her. <laughs> <laughs> like, I keep analyzing the video. Like, are, are her shoes allowed in that park? Like, we need to call. Stop. We need to, <laughs> like, stop. I want all the problems for her. I hate this video because that black man could be like, like, the age of that man, 57 years old. Like, that's our parents. He looked good for his age. He did. He looks very good. He did, but he does. like He's fifty-seven <laughs> years old. It like that's that's around our parents' age to be outside in a park. Like I'm not gonna say that my parents would be there, but mm -hmm. they could be. That's and true. and if your dog is an issue, and you have an issue with your dog being on a leash, I've never seen, or I guess in my experience, this doesn't happen. But if I'm doing something that someone else has a problem with in a park, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm going to keep moving. Like, I'm not sitting there to argue with you. 
it's it's strange that these Karens like have issues and they stop to make it their problem. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is what is that like? What are you proving mm. that your dog is not on a leash and you just wanna you just wanna flaunt that? Like I just you're right. It's like, Central it's just, Park. Just just follow the rules. Yeah, because it's, it, it's not an issue. It's not an issue of like her not knowing that it's a rule. Like if he's saying okay, like it, it's a rule. Like you need to put the dog on. It's not. It's not about the rule. It's about the person who is telling her that she's wrong. Exactly. It's it, she needs. She feels as though she needs to defend herself. Someone who is clearly not. In a threatening situation, like she walked up to him. Guilt got a funny way of, of of playing a role in things. And then for for it to be that, and I I guess I'm just so stuck on the fact that like it was that serious to her because she literally proved that she understood stood that it was a rule because she was holding the dog by the collar, choking him, and yet was still making the phone call. Like Again. That is what gets me. Getting all kinds of hysterical on the phone, like someone's approaching you. Like the the dog crying just made the situation, like made her like more. Yeah, if the dog, if the dog being on the leash is the issue. And she put the dog on the, like I saw her like try to put the dog on the leash Mm -hmm. after. Like you knew you were wrong, but you still felt a point to be right in a situation where you were wrong. Like you cannot be wrong and strong ever. I don't understand people being wrong and staying around. Like, keep it pushing. I would just keep... If if she wanted to, like, say an F you, put the leash on and walked away, I would have been like, all right, cool. Like, Even if she didn't want to put the leash on, just keep, keep it walking. pushing. Like, keep walking. It's Central Park. You can't walk your dog and stand still. You're right. Like, keep going. Why are you staying here to cause a problem and you're... You know, she, there's no way she doesn't know what has been going on the past couple of years, past couple of centuries. <laughs> I understand that she's not going to really care about that, but she understood what she could weaponize. The, the, central, the central Park issue is not even like the, the cap or the peak of what has been going on this week. Um, we, we obviously have to talk about our opinions and our thoughts on the whole George Floyd situation. I'm sure everyone has seen this and it's flooded everyone's timelines and stories and it's all over Twitter and so on and so forth. So I personally don't don't even think that we even need to say much because we know. We we know. So yeah. The the George Floyd situation has like these situations always one after another provide like new perspectives into people that you're around just because of like how things affect people around you will have an impact on you and I always find myself watching reactions of other people to see if this is someone that you know is on the same page as me are they on my Mm. side are they like where where do they where do they fall in mm-hmm. you know the the puzzle of things that are going on mm-hmm. like in XYZ situation is this person you know like an ally as people are calling it nowadays or are they blind do they have blinders on are they an extremist like mm-hmm. These situations always 
open my eyes and you know they stress me out because you got to do this introspective interview with people yeah and i i also feel like it seems like if you if you are starting to hear things it's because it's it's gotten to that peak point like i feel like there there's always a lead up and so when we're talking about like when we're thinking about like Ahmad Arbery, Brianna Taylor, and I don't I don't feel like anyone aside from the people within the black community were talking about those. There were people talking about Ahmad, but like anything prior to that, all the other deaths that happened within the month, I don't think I heard anyone else talking about those things. And it it we've gotten to this peak with George Floyd where. Now I'm starting to see people talk about these things, which, I mean, yes, it's important that you're talking about it, but these are things that are happening constantly. These are, this is something that the black community is like constantly being re-traumatized about day to day. And yes, we, 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 another life was taken away because of police brutality. And then on top of that, we're thinking of, our family members, we're thinking about ourselves. Like, I I have a black brother, I have a black cousin, and my husband is black. Like these are these are things that I think about when situations like this happen. And I'm I'm in mourning with my friends who also have black who are black and have black family members and black significant others. Like this affects all of us. And I, I think your stance in it is important especially if you're, you consider yourself to be an ally. Um, I, I will agree that I, I kind of take, you know, note of who has things to say in these situations. Like if, if you have not posted something or if you have not had a conversation with me about one of these people who have passed, then believe me, it has been noted by me. Yeah, I've I've gone on a, a bit of an unfollowing spree. I have too. <laughs> like I've gone on an unfollowing spree. I think with like the recent news, I've I've really corn COVID got us inside. Yeah, I tweeted this a couple of days ago. Long after COVID, quarantine gonna exist for me. I have been personalizing some of the things that are going on mm-hmm. and i've been extremely hostile with people outside oh i've been <laughs> i have been like walking to cvs eight out of ten mm-hmm. like just energy on what are you looking at you get defensive yeah like i just it, they could be smiling and i'm looking at them like don't, don't smile at me. And don't <laughs> smile in my direction. We don't need to have any interaction. Yeah. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Like, I'm not playing games with you. Yeah. Like, and and that's that's the energy that is is kind of manifested when these things happen. And I I'm not sure if other people really understand that. Yeah. Like they they you know you can. You can read the news, you can see what's going on, but when you turn the TV off, you you turned off the issue too. But like for other people, like you said, you have a black husband, you have black brothers, black fathers, black friends with all the same situations. Mm -hmm. Me, myself, I'm a black man with 
all the same things mm-hmm. and like you you gotta internalize it like you gotta take it on the chin well like it, it, it as as we can see right now so there there are a lot of there's a lot of protesting going on and so like I think that's a result of no longer wanting to internalize it. Like we we internalize everything day to day. You think about it, like here in America, a lot of the places that we work are white led. We go into stores, we're surrounded by white people. It is not often that we are in a space, like a day to day space where we are surrounded by black people, unless we are within our own network of friends. And so we are forced to internalize those things in those situations. Like I, when I go to work, like these are not things that are being talked about. And so I, I have to wait till I get home where there's someone who can identify with these issues that can actually have a conversation with me about where those things happen. So I feel like there just comes a point where like you can't internalize it anymore, which is why we're in a situation where people are protesting in the way that they are. Um, I also... I also want to point out that, like, in going to the stores where, like, you, like, you're looking at people differently. And, like, those people are not even doing anything to you. Those people could very much be allies. Those people can very much be um, people who, like, understand the situation. But I think a, a piece of that is secondary trauma. Because we can say that, you know, we are black. This could have been us. This could have been my husband. This could have been my wife. This could have been my my partner. This could have like this could be my family member because we can personalize it. That's what makes it an issue. That's what makes us so angry. Because that could be us. And so going back to what I was saying about um Christian Cooper, like it did not matter that he got his degree at Harvard. It did not matter that this man was a birdwatcher. It doesn't matter that he is well-spoken. At the end of the day, if someone is looking at you and they look at you like you're a nigga, they're going to treat you as such. Your education does not matter up until a point when people want to be angry and they want to use your, your race against you. It's going to happen. Yeah. Something that, like, I've, I've... The thing that keeps playing in my head the most about these two situations, and I'll, I'll go... Uh, I'll say them both. Like, I mentioned it before. Christian Cooper is a 57-year-old black man in the park feeding birds. Such a wholesome thing. <laughs> My dad used to take me to feed geese. You know, like I used we, to do that too when I was younger. Right. So that situation could have easily happened with like your parents with you there as a kid. Like, yes, you internalize these things. Like, mm-hmm. it could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. How many parents do that with their kids? A lot. George Floyd, you gotta say his name, was on the floor. And, you know, like all, I, I've seen plenty of people, like MMA people and other wrestlers come out and say, oh, you know, the knee on the neck is, is not a point of restraint. And, you know, that's not gonna kill someone. But, you know, if, if you're on the ground and you're saying you can't breathe, whether that is your medical ailment or not, like, someone should check on you. And it, the thing was, though, I think a video just came out showing that it wasn't just that one cop. Like, there was the cop that was on his neck, but there were three other cops that were on top of him, too. Are you, like, four against one? There's four against one. Four on one. This person's already on the ground, already restrained. Like, it was that deep. Four against one, apparently. It's, 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 
murder. Like, to say it flat, like, they murdered this man. It's an abuse of power. It's something that we've been trying to battle within the black community for years. And, you know, normally I I always have my opinions on, like, how, how people choose to... Um, resist in these situations and i know for myself like i'm always just like yo if you are brave enough to be on the front lines and like you are advocating and you are protesting like more i'm yes i'm for it um i don't know if i would be protesting in the way that a lot of other people are protesting right now but i'm at a point where i'm just like there's plenty of ways to protest there are plenty of ways to protest keep that in mind like i Let's talk to the listeners really quick, and then I want to get back to the George Floyd situation. But Mm -hmm. there are plenty of ways to protest. You do not need to... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Listen, do what you have to do. But there are plenty of ways to protest. You don't always have to be in someone's face. You can put your money in the right places. You can make the appropriate phone calls. You can... I agree. I I think to to simply say, like, everyone, everyone has their place in a protest. If your place is not out there, then use your voice in doing like the podcast when you're posting things like that. That is a place where you can be. If that is buying from black owned businesses, like that is your place in this protest. If you are doing things to buy back the black community, that is your place. So I do agree with you. I think everyone has a position like you. You play your position in this movement if you're going to be a part of it. The only thing, the only thing that I can say is wrong is, is is silence. Yes. Like silence is the biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you gotta, you gotta make some kind of noise. You gotta make some kind of change. Mm-hmm. You gotta support some kind of cause. However you choose to do it, that's for you to decide. Yeah. I'll me if I'm your friend, I'm gonna support whatever decision you you choose to make. Mm-hmm. If you ask me for help to in supporting you to make this decision, I'm 100% for it. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for someone to start a company where I have the skill set to help them so I can get out of my job and go to something like that. If that's going to be my form of protest, then mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be. We should come together and we should be doing things like this. Yeah. To get back to the George Floyd situation and what I wanted to say, yes, it is four against one, but I'm seeing that a lot of these, you know, law enforcement officers really don't have any shame. Like, they're recording you, someone is screaming that they can't breathe, and you don't have the moral compass to help this man while the camera is on. Like, if you're going to do it, you think that you would not let the world see? I just, like, I didn't, I didn't watch the video. I think, I think after seeing Ahmad's video, I was like, I cannot. Like, that, Ahmad's video was a lot for me to watch. I watched that video by accident. That was too, that was too much for me. I did not want to see that video. Someone told me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay clear of that one." That you sure it wasn't me that I think I told you. I think you, I think you showed it to me, but like, I, I don't think I showed it to you. Well, then you're the person that told, told me you. what was going on. And I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna stay clear of that video because at that time too, yeah. we had been 
we had been running in the morning. That's when we started running in the morning. You realize we stopped running in the morning, right? I ran <laughs> one day after. There was like a, a, a thing going on where like uh, everyone was running the next day, run for Ahmad, hashtag. I didn't even know that was going on that morning, but I, I ran the next morning and I have not ran since. Yeah, and I think I think you tried to go run one day and I was like, you're not running by yourself. Yeah, and I was like... This is secondary trauma. This is this is literally what these situations do to us. Yeah, they, they really control your life, which is why people are taking the control back and finding ways to protest and finding a way to make changes. Seriously. I read somewhere that George Floyd and... Uh, I forgot the officer's first name, but I think his last name was like Chauvin or something like that. I think I think it was the mayor that said it. They were co-workers. They were old co-workers. They worked in a restaurant together. Back to, back to my point that they have no shame. Like, this is your co-worker that... You People used to forgot where they came from. Yeah, that, that you used to be around, and he's telling you whatever crime he committed that you suspect him from that he can't breathe. And I mean, I don't know if someone called an ambulance, but there wasn't one there. Officers are trained in first aid. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any first aid ad- administered. I seen someone's knee on someone's neck. Like how how. How much weight do you? I I don't know. It it just like it it really just makes my blood boil to me. And my hands are like sweating right now, even just like thinking about it. So honestly, to everyone who is protesting right now, like if anyone is listening that are in those states that are doing all of that, I first and foremost want to thank you for your courage. Um, and honestly, stay safe, be careful. Um, of course, when there, when there are huge movements like this, when there are huge protests like this, there is always pushback. Um, but those out in the front lines who are playing that or doing that on our behalf, thank you. Once again, stay safe. And well, we are definitely going to, to play our role in this too and continue to talk about the situation and making sure that people hear that this is not this is not fair i don't feel like justice is being served but that is a deeper conversation um so yeah if there's anything that is going to be the biggest form of protest it's going to take place in november it's going to take place mm-hmm. with with putting the right person in office because it starts from the top down Take it seriously. Don't even get me started on that. Man, <laughs> I don't want to talk about what he's been doing on Twitter. It's Being a damn fool. It's been crazy. Um, take it seriously. Find a candidate to vote for. There really is only one. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell you who to who to vote for, right. but it's another lesser of two evils kind of situation. Right. Make the make a decision that will benefit you and your family. You want to put someone in office that is going to support you and the the 
future that you wish to see exist? Like, what's happening now, our parents could not have planned us for. Our parents don't know this, though. Exactly. Like, there is no racism in the Caribbean, Greg. You realize that, right? I'm just like, talking about being in America. Like, but, like, th- like, think about that. Like, in the Caribbean, there is no racism. Like, our parents did not come to America with this in mind. They did not think that they needed to prepare their first-generation children for this. They learned racism when they got here. So I've had conversations with my mother where she was just like, I don't know what all of this stuff is. And when I was in Haiti, they taught us to love our blackness. And then I got here and all these people acting crazy. And I was just like, well, when are we going back to Haiti? Because <laughs> this is wild. Our parents, like, when, when they were growing up here, I think my parents came here uh, in their mid-20s. Like, I think it was this, I don't know what. It might have been the 70s or the 80s, but they they had an idea of what is going on outside. But, like, was it on their phones? Was it on the TV? Was it, like, from the president that's, like, talking crazy about it? No. Our parents raised us in the hang-up-the-dial phone era. Like, mm-hmm. not in the, you know, get an alert from Apple, which we actually just got. Thanks for listening, Siri. But they they updated us on the George Floyd situation. Like, y- you can't run from this. So, like... I don't get the notification. You, you I probably, personally can't. Oh, you probably blocked it, but... Yeah, I, I get the Apple cannot. News notifications. But, like... Like, w- what are the kids in the future gonna... Gonna... Gonna grow up in? Like, oh, what's... Child. What's... Give me a you, robot you know, growing, child. You know, growing up... <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. You know, growing up, one of the things that was always, like, mentioned to us is that the history books were wrong. So who's writing the history book right now? Isn't that crazy? I used to love the things, like, the Christopher Columbus stuff when I was like, I didn't even know any better. And I, I grew know. up and I was like, you mean they weren't sitting together and having turkey? That did not happen? I I faced an in-school suspension because I had a report to do on Christopher Columbus and my dad asked me what homework that I was doing and he read my report because, you know, parent read it over uh-huh. and he's like, what is this? And I was like, what the book said. And he's like, no. And he told me what Christopher Columbus really did. So then I turned in my report and it, it was... Um, you know, like the book reports when you have to present it? Yeah. You presented? What I presented was not what I wrote. Oh, so you, did you present what the, like, book said? No, no, no. So, like, I wrote what the book said, but my dad had filled my head. <laughs> with... My dad told me that this exactly. was a lie. Exactly. I love it. So what I said out loud, they cut me off. And they were like, what are you saying? And I was like, this is what me and my dad talked about. And they were like, hold on. Principal's office. They, really? Yeah, and it was, it was like a whole thing. Almost facing, like, in school suspension. I was just like fifth grade or something like that. I didn't know what was going they on. They had in school suspension in fifth grade? I was in in school suspension in fourth grade. Bro, I told you your school was crazy. <laughs> I had in school suspension in fourth grade. That's how but... you go to that school. <laughs> <laughs> My school was better and you know it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> but 
I'm interested in seeing what the history books are going to say because who's writing it? Who's writing it? Because I'm 100% going to be that parent that's going to do what my dad did and let the kids know that this is not the society that I grew up in. My kid's going to school in Kente. <laughs> Black turtlenecks every day. They're gonna do a they're gonna do a timeline report. Twenty twenty gonna have the most arrows. <laughs> like, I know that this is what you wanted me to say per the book. However, this is what peer reviewed sources on the internet say. Yeah, this is what Google said. This is what Google said. You lying. Somebody lying. Somebody lying. <gasps> mm. Well, I don't even know if there's a an appropriate way to even end this kind of conversation because this is an ongoing thing. Um, this conversation will never end. This conversation will never end. And I guess the the best thing that I can say in this situation is, like I said before, like be safe wherever you go. Um, and just don't forget. Keep your head on your shoulders. Stay stay as positive as the day will allow you to be. And stay smart. And, and honestly, t- I, I do want to say also, sorry. St- always, always, always stay informed. But if you find yourself in a place where you are getting overwhelmed with all the information, like, take a break from it. Yeah, turn it off. Turn it off. Even if it's for like a few hours, like just put it away because um, it's emotionally draining and it's tiring for a lot of us. And I know for myself, I'm, I've been like stopping the conversations halfway, at least um, with other people. And the, I think this is the first time where I've like almost like I vented about the situation and even like I've gotten to a point where I'm kind of just like I'm tired even talking about it so I'm I'm honestly going to be putting my phone away and just like I'm going to enjoy my time with my black husband (laughs) that is what I'm going to do and I'm gonna do the same with my black wife (laughs) guys before we go COVID is still outside. There's no cure. Don't go crazy. <laughs> don't go licking each other's faces. Yeah, don't please. go crazy. I know it's hot. Y'all, some of y'all acting wild right now. Yeah, like I, we definitely saw like some this, booty cheeks. Right, like this thing at gone. the bus station. Like, hold on, it's still outside. Be safe. <laughs> but people walking piate, no shoes on. Come on, people. Put your masks on and put some slippers on. I'm happy you gave that translation. Uh, Yeah, I forgot. (laughs) Um, So that will wrap up this episode of the JWI Just Winging It podcast. Um, You can follow us on our Instagram page at JWI podcast and feel free to send your questions or maybe just some stories about you winging it or even just your frustrations with the situation to the JWI podcast at gmail.com. Till next time. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.